Hello, and welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast, Fully Booked and Caffeinated. I'm Heather. And I'm Kelsey. And on today's episode, our very first episode, it'll be about the New York Times bestseller and phenomenon, Verity, by the Queen Colleen Hoover. Before we get into the book, let's talk about the most important thing that keeps us going, coffee. Today, I went to Starbucks, and unfortunately, they were sold out of my favorite holiday flavors, so I had to go back to my classic. So I got a cold brew. I add in some white mocha syrup because that is the superior syrup. And I add some vanilla uh, sweet cream cold foam on top. So that'll really get me going here. What about you, Kels? Wow, I'm just so jealous of how delicious that sounds. Um, <laughs> I have a profi, if you will. It's three shots of espresso and a coffee flavored protein shake because we're off to a rough start this morning. But here we go. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. That sounds that still sounds delicious. I know like profi is really has been uh, taken over. People really love that. Get your protein in with your coffee. So almost as much as coho. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. So let's dive into uh, the biography of uh, Colleen Hoover. So she is a New York, a number one New York Times bestselling author who has 20, she's written 22 novels and novellas. Her novels fall into the new adult and young adult contemporary romance categories, as well as psychological thriller, hence the book we're talking about today. She's published by Montlake Romance, Grand Central Publishing, and Atria Books. She also has several indie titles, including Heart Bones, which is a book that I've seen people post about on Bookstagram a lot. So it's on my list of books to buy of hers. I hear really good things about it. She has won multiple Goodreads awards. In 2015, her novel Confess won the Goodreads Choice Award for Best Romance. That was followed up in 2016 with her latest title, It Ends With Us also winning the Choice Award for Best Romance. In 2017, her title Without Merit won Best Romance. So clearly, she's loved by Goodreads. Yes. Goodreads loves Colleen Hoover. They're like, you wrote a book? Guess what's nominated? Yeah. It's probably going to win. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if it's good at this point. It's happening. <laughs> More or less, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so something that I didn't know about Colleen was that she founded something called the Bookworm Box, which is a charity subscription service and bookstore. And she did that with her family in 2015. The Bookworm Box is a a subscription service that provides readers with an exciting opportunity to receive signed novels in the mail each month from authors all over the world. So it's not even just hers. It's like all these authors. That's awesome. (laughs) I know, but it gets better. All profits from the subscription service are donated to various charities each month. Oh, and she started so, this in 2015, you said? Yeah. So Colleen Hoover is just a gem. And like, she is just a gem. It's just insane how no one, well, I mean, people know about her, obviously. She was selling books, but like the fact that she's just blown up to this like huge, people are just discovering her now, but she's been doing all of this stuff and winning all these awards for years. That's, that's wild. I know. And then to date, this subscription service, the Bookworm Box, it's donated over a million dollars to help those in need. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Look out. Killing it. I know. She's wild. Uh, she's become a huge influence on Book Talk. 
And Verity was a book that had hundreds of TikTok videos made, focusing heavily on the hashtag team manuscript and hashtag team letter, which we will discuss later on in this episode. So yeah, basically Colleen Hoover just kind of, I would definitely say book talk was a heavy influence for her career skyrocketing. And she's just phenomenal. So I'm not surprised that everyone is eating up her work. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. I think like a a common misconception is that people go into her books thinking that they're going to get one thing and then they get something else. So I have heard a lot of people saying like, oh, she's overrated or, or whatever. But I think that those are the people who have a different expectation. Like this was her first thriller book. So it's like, is it a thriller? Is it romance? And then um, it ends with us, which I just recently read. Oh my God. Amazing. Is not your typical romance book. And I think that that's why some people would be not necessarily disappointed with it, but like think that it's overrated or think that people, you know what I mean? I, I agree. I think her books, every book is different from the other. So far I've read, I've read two of her books, three of her books. I read Verity. I also read It Ends With Us. And I'm currently reading Ugly Love. And I can tell you between the three of them, they're they're just different. They have different concepts, different storylines, which, you know, obviously, but they're, you can't compare one to the other. Gotcha. They're both, they're all very different. Yeah. So I think her work is very diverse in a way. And she comes up with these storylines that are wild and they're good. Oh, they're definitely <laughs> so. original. And that's like, mm-hmm. especially on like book talk and thriller talk specifically, I feel like sometimes I'm giving points just for originality because there's so many of the same plot done over and over and over again. And hers are definitely original concepts, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a really smart depiction of who she is. All right, let's get into the book. So the Goodreads description of the book is, Loan Ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home, ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended for anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of what really happened the day her daughter died. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents would devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue to love her. Right. All right. Story set. All right. The mood. Mm-hmm. We know what we're going into. That was pretty spot on. Pretty spot on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So Verity is considered to be a romantic thriller, which are two words I wouldn't expect to be placed together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, we're rolling with it. The themes throughout Verity are pretty dark with plot lines, including child abuse, graphic violence, explicit sexual content but then you have the romance theme of love and connection for both Lowen and Jeremy as well as Verity and Jeremy you know 
when you, as you read Verity's manuscript, you get a look into her past with Jeremy and how they fell in love, you know. I also feel like a psychological theme is heavy as you read Verity's manuscript and her narcissistic voice throughout. Mm-hmm. So do you have any other opinions on the, the theme of the book plot? I think there's also this like huge theme that, that weaves the throughout the whole book of just like the deep sense of loss. And that's how like Lowen and Jeremy even connect in the first place, because like Lowen has just lost her mom. And even though they had a rocky relationship, she had to like basically watch her just disappear in front of her eyes. And then Jeremy obviously has lost both of his daughters and kind of his wife because she's so damaged basically so that's kind of like how they keep being pulled back together that they both have this like innate sense of like what loss is that's actually a really great point i didn't even think of that that loss definitely is so big in this you know because like you said you know first jeremy loses one daughter and then a few months later, he loses another daughter. And now all of a sudden, his wife is bedridden and catatonic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's kind of, it's just him and crew, their younger son. And so I, I agree with that. I think loss is definitely a prevalent theme throughout this book. And it just keeps going throughout the book, too. Like, I feel like that's just, it's it's constant. Uh, so Lowen's character, let's talk about her a little bit. Since she's pretty much, you know, one of three main characters in this book. Uh, To me, she kind of came off as meek in the beginning and not super likable. And the rushed feeling of her attraction and relationship with Jeremy was predictable, you know. But it necessarily didn't sit right with me at first because it's, you're, you're helping out this family. You're going to go, you're trying to help his, finish his almost he's basically dying wife's book series and you're like you know what the husband's kind of hot yeah i might slip on in there and uh (laughs) see what see what i can do see what i can work with here so it was kind of an odd concept of her living in the house with the family but it obviously helps with that thriller vibe yeah you know with everything when she thinks she sees rarity or things are going missing or things are appearing and so I, i i understand the whole point of her living in the house for the book's sake but if this were real life i highly doubt that would happen yeah, like you're knows? you're never that desperate because like she keeps blaming it on the fact that like I'm so desperate because I have nowhere to live because I have to wait for this money and I got kicked out of my apartment and blah, blah, blah. But like, honestly, she could have gone and slept on the couch of her her agent's house. And like, even though they had a bad relationship, you had somewhere to stay. You could have found somewhere else to stay. And also Jeremy paid her up front. Yeah, girl, go get go get a hotel room. Yeah, he go was in the like, hotel room. He was like, "I'll I'll front you the whole thing. You just you just pay me back, no problem." Yeah, just go go you know go stay at a nice Holiday Inn or wherever uh, a Hilton. I don't know where they I don't know where they are. What kind of hotels <laughs> they have? And you just come and go as you please. Like mm-hmm. he's giving you full access to this house. Mm-hmm. Do you need to sleep in their in marital their bedroom? Bedroom. You know, with so teeth weird. marks on the bed. And she, this girl is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if my teeth can fit in her teeth on the bed. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, girl, you you do you. You I do mean, you. Like, I I get that she was just, I, I guess, just so horny that that really was the first thought <laughs> that came into her mind. But, like, how hot is this man? Like, I I don't understand <sighs> how you're willing to just, like, throw it all up in the air 
I know. Well, don't worry, because at the end of this episode, we'll get into who we would cast in the movie. Okay. And if he's as hot as the man that I chose, <laughs> then you know what? Yes. I, too, would do the things that Lowen did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche, touche. Yeah. But anyways, so the discovery of the manuscript is the bone-chilling reveal mm-hmm. that stays with you throughout the entirety of the novel. You know, she finds it. And it just becomes this, it takes over her life, essentially. She actually kind of throws the series out the window, I think, in her own mind. And she just, she's just, she's so hell-bent on getting through this manuscript, even though she knows it's wrong to be reading it. Mm-hmm. And every so often, she's like, no, I can't look at this anymore. And then she's like, you know what, though? I gotta read it. I gotta finish yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, same. Oh, same. I, Absolutely. I would have, I would have finished the whole thing in one sitting. Like, I have to know. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, do you have any thoughts on her that I haven't mentioned? I think the only other thing is just that she's so, well, you said it, she was meek. I also think that she is naive. Like you yeah. literally think that someone in this house is pretending to be paralyzed and you, you're still just chilling. You're still just staying there. Like, she's like, you know what? It's okay. Because I really want to sleep with this man. No, <laughs> honestly, she's like, you know what? It's cool. I like to be freaked out. Yeah. You know, she's like the one person I'm scared of in this house is the one who is bedridden and like probably won't hurt me. But like, I'm almost fully convinced that she's pretending, but I'm going to stay. I'm going to wait it out and we'll see if I'm uh-huh. right. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. That was wild to me, <laughs> but you know, clearly she has her own agenda here. Yeah. And, but I, I do agree. I don't think she's likable. No. And it's especially because so I reread this mm-hmm. because they came out with the, the bonus chapter. And for some reason, I don't remember. I read it two years ago for the first time. It was during COVID that I read it. And I think I liked her the first time I read it. But then the second time I read it, I'm like, no, I'm like, wait, this girl's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like you're really just living in someone else's house making out with her husband mm-hmm. you know and it's just like okay you know maybe you're not that great of a person but it is what it is yeah yeah <laughs> but so moving on to jeremy he was sus from the beginning like their first meeting which by the way let's just talk about that for a second Lowen, the beginning of this book starts with Lowen just seeing some guy get slammed with a bus a and bus. it's just never talked about again a whole like she bus. saw someone she saw someone die yeah. in front of her. Mm-hmm. And she's, but maybe, I guess I could understand it because death did just recently happen for her. She has the reek of death on her with her mom. But also, don't you feel like that kind of makes it worse? I mean, well, it is this whole thing of like, what do they call themselves? The people who tragedy clings to? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> but, but basically like, her mom dies, and then the first time she sets foot out of the house, yep. she sees someone else die. And I'm just like, I would turn right around and go back in the house. What are you doing? I know. And then, she, you know, she just meets this guy, and this guy's like, here's my shirt, you know, which is which was nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice of him, to, you know, to do that. But it's just, I feel like that definitely sets the tone for the book, for the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. The kind of dark undertones of death is kind of constantly following them around. So, but, you know, and it's also like unfathomable to me that he would just cheat on his bedridden wife who was a floor above them. Like they're just, they're just going at it, you know? Yeah. Because also, <laughs> how hot is she? Like, 
confused. I know. You know. And especially when I read the bonus chapter, which, like, we'll talk about that, too. Mm -hmm. Especially after reading the bonus chapter, I always kind of felt like he just had a little bit of evil inside of him. Yes. Like, there's... So, okay. So, when I reread it also because of the bonus chapter but the first time I read it was more recent it was in July and I like flew through it I read it in like three and a half hours like literally I was just like I cannot stop reading this so the second time I read it slower I was like trying to Mm -hmm. figure out because like knowing the ending trying to figure out where all of the pieces were coming from and like as I'm reading I'm like I cannot figure out like he's so sus but not as openly sus as Verity so mm-hmm. you're like, is he really, or is it just like in comparison? Like the first point where I was like, okay, there's something wrong with this man is when he was like, oh, Verity has never read any of your books. I'm the reason that we hired you because like I loved your books. I'm like, are we supposed <laughs> to believe that he actually read and loved her books? Because she even said she's not a good writer. So, Well, I don't know, because if you remember, like in the manuscript chapters, Verity would always talk about how... I guess, jealous she was that he was always reading other women's thrillers books. Oh, yes. And he wouldn't read her books. He, like, refused. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I can believe that he did read Lowen's books. Okay, so, that makes sense. Which is also is a weird, not like a weird thing, but he won't read. Well, Verity didn't want him to read her books. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that either. She definitely was like conflicted on that because she was offended that he didn't read them, but then she didn't want him to read them because she didn't even want him to read the first one. But that was also before she knew that she was going to be successful. Yeah. And then like you remember, like he he basically like steals it and locks himself in the bathroom and reads it. And he's like, Verity, like, this is amazing. Like, this is so good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But he was also still reading other women's novels. Yeah. And I think, you know, judging from the tone of the manuscript, whether it's real or not, you could tell that Verity had some some kind of, like, almost resentment about it. So I can understand, or I could believe that he did read Lowen's novels. Yeah, and then he does say the reason that he didn't read Verity's is because like he was terrified to be inside of her mind, like because her books were written from the villain's perspective and he like couldn't rationalize that person with his wife. So like, I definitely get that because bitch was crazy, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would actually love to read her novels if they were real. I think, (laughs) I I think the villain's perspective is cool. You know, like I used to love that show Dexter. Mm -hmm. You know, you're supposed to like, the whole fact of how each book was like a different focused on a different um what was it not like the the uh the seven sins yes, basically yes, yes. right yeah, yeah so like lost gluttony whatever like that's yeah, like a really cool concept yeah and i feel like there's that could be a real thing yes so yes i think that's that's really great uh and then i felt like the discovery of verity's manuscript definitely sent jeremy over the edge and was the factor in his decisions from there on out, because obviously as you get towards the end of the book, you discover that he had read the manuscript already. Lowen didn't know that, but Jeremy had already found it and read it. Do we, do we know that for 100% certainty or was that just what she said in the letter? That's just what she said in the letter, but that's what caused him to basically try to murder her. That wasn't his reread that made him want 
to murder her. That's where I was no. like, I was unsure because she also made a comment. Lowen made a comment about how, like how fast he read the manuscript, which would insinuate that he did already read it. But then I was like, Oh, but maybe he just suspected all of that stuff and like skipped all of the graphic sexual stuff that he already remembered and just skipped to the child's deaths parts. Yeah. Cause from what I grasped in her letter, Jeremy had discovered the manuscript. He wasn't supposed to because, as Verity says in the letter, the manuscript was fake or Mm -hmm. it was an embellishment. Mm -hmm. She was trying to get herself in the 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 mindset to write a book from a villain's perspective. So she took experiences from her own life and embellished them in a way that made them more negative and more harsh. Yeah, like flipped them, basically. Yeah. So Jeremy discovered the manuscript accidentally, and he thought it was real. And that was when he, like, drove her car into a tree. And that's what basically paralyzed Verity, or, you know, made her made her brain go mush. So I can see, like, why when Lowen gives it to him, he kind of skims it, because he already knows everything. Because Lowen found a copy that they thought was gone. Mm-hmm. Jeremy had destroyed all the copies of the manuscripts, except mm-hmm. for the physical one that Lone finds. And he had been looking for it because uh, Verity says that in the letter, like, I know you were trying yeah. to find because you didn't, or you didn't know that I had a printed out version or something like that. Yeah, basically. So I, you know, I think that the manuscript, obviously he's had all this tragedy. And I think reading the manuscript is what kind of flicked that switch in him that made him become this evil guy yeah. in the book. I I think we need to get back to him when we get to our team manuscript team letter because I have more thoughts, but I think they're dependent on the team. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, so Verity's character was a doozy, obviously. Whew. You know, it's very, like, I can't even describe it, to be honest, because I, I think the only way to describe her is to talk about the famous debate of which version of her was the real one, mm-hmm. you know, like, was she team manuscript? Was she team letter? You know, do you have any thoughts on her before we get into that? Or we'll want to discuss it with the... Exactly like you said, it it would it would make her two completely different people. Like, if she is letter Verity, then she is just a normal gal who likes having sex with her hot husband, who experienced a lot of tragedy, didn't necessarily want to be a mother but once she did she embraced it and blah 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 but then if you look at manuscript verity you're like wow she's depraved and twisted and needs mental health help yeah because in my opinion there's no way you can't be a little screwed in the head and write that manuscript yes i 100 agree and also the books because she says oh i had to write the manuscript to get in the mindset for the books i don't think you can necessarily write as as amazing as they were saying that the books were like these are best-selling books this is like highly anticipated these uh you know the last three in the series but they're like extremely dark written from the villain's point of view I feel like you have to be in some type of headspace to write those kind of books and not just the headspace that you get into by writing a fake manuscript no and and I agree with that I think that there's mystery and what is real and what is fake in mm-hmm. both the manuscript and the team letter. And I think that there's a little bit of truth in both of them. That, so I guess, yeah, you know, I think that both are Verity. I think that they, but they're just both twisted and manipulated in the ways that she wants them to be. 
Like she wants the letter to read as this person who isn't evil. But when you read the manuscript, it's hard not to feel like she is a little bit of evil. Yeah. Because how can you write about your children like that? How can you write about wanting to suffocate your one daughter because she's not as good as the other one? Yeah. And, and you know, literally talking about murdering your children because then you would get your husband's attention back. Like it's Which, true evil. That blows my mind. But like, you know, I, I, I get it. In a sense, she wants this version of Jeremy that she had when she first had him. Right. And now they have two daughters. And so he loves her a little less because once you create something, you know, you create something that you made with a a person you love. Mm -hmm. Some of your love transfers to this new thing that you've made. And he said it's not, it's unconditional love. Like they have conditional love and Verity's like, um, no girl our love is unconditional and he's like no it's not (laughs) like yeah but the love you have for your kid is unconditional especially when they're just born they haven't done anything yet that could piss you off (laughs) yeah and i think that you know verity didn't really connect with harper like jeremy did and so there's also that feeling of jealousy i think Mm -hmm. in there and you know it's just it's it's wild and it's common you know, like we love true crime. We listen to true crime podcasts. We have a true crime book club. Mm-hmm. So you read these stories about women that go psycho and kill their children Absolutely. or, you know, men do it too. So it's just, it's, it's believable as you read the book. It's fucked up, but it's believable. Yeah. And the fact that they added in that extra layer of Harper being on the spectrum where Jeremy tried Jeremy actually cared about being a parent so he was like I'm going to do everything I can to communicate with her and to help her and to figure out like why she communicates differently whereas Verity was like oh she's not perfect this is ruining our perfect life and then can we even get started on how she gets pregnant again just because she's like oh my god remember how much he loved me when I was carrying his child Oh my god, I know what? that was when, when you read that in the manuscript when she's like, "Oh, I'm pregnant," but she's not actually yes! pregnant. And this this girl is like, oh, "Now I need to work double time to get pregnant." But I was <laughs> so that's what I was waiting for when I first read it. I'm like, "Okay, so we're reading the manuscript part where she literally hates being a mother. She doesn't want these two children. She tried to kill one of them." And then I'm like, "Okay, so how does it come that she gets pregnant again?" Mhm. And then they get to it because she just wanted Jeremy to love her again. Which, like, that's obviously so unhealthy and so toxic. And the way that she talks about, like you said, how could a mother, even if it was fake, write about killing their child, write about trying to perform an abortion (sighs) on themselves. And then, oh, all I did was leave her with a scratch on her face. I guess I'm not that good at it. Like, what? Like, again, the themes in this book get dark. They get dark and they get heavy. It's way darker than you would ever imagine going into it. But I feel like that is Colleen Hoover's MO. I think she likes to have that dark, which we will eventually be doing an episode on It Ends With Us. Mm -hmm. There were some dark themes in that book, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about. Like, that's not what people expect. But she does it she kind of brings it in seamlessly. And I'm not saying there's no issues with the plot of this book. There obviously is. 
but <laughs> she brings it in so seamlessly that you, it's not just like throwing in a twist for the sake of throwing in a twist. No, and I agree with that. And I think that's a reason why I like her books is because she's also putting in real life situations that are relatable mm-hmm. and could happen. Whereas like her books aren't all, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. Like there's some tragedy there. There's some conflict and that's real life. Yeah. So yeah. And that's my issue with some romance books is that they are so unrealistic. So I like yeah. how hers has sometimes those dark elements to balance it out. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But so, you know, so when I first read Verity, like book talk wasn't a thing yet. Mm-hmm. The team manuscript team letter wasn't a thing yet. So when I was seeing all these videos about it, I was like, what are they talking about? Because it had been two years since I read the book. And I, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't get what's happening. And so I reread it. And I was like, oh, I was like, I get it now. I was like, which team are you on? Like, which, which do you think is the believable one? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think there's truth in both. And I think they're both a little bit her. I don't, but I think that it's hard to ignore the audacity that she has in team manuscript. It's hard to ignore those, those truth bombs, whether real or fake, mm-hmm. and not feel like there's no way you can write this and not actually be thinking this in some way or form. And not destroy it. Like you left a copy around for what? For a bit of light yeah. reading? Like, it's kind of like it should be one of those burn after reading things. Exactly. It's like, write all, your, write all your terrible thoughts down and, and burn then that delete, shit. delete, 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 yeah. and write the book. <laughs> See, I'm, I feel like I'm 100% manuscript. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's, that's why I was talking about, like, with the whole Jeremy thing. We only know that he read the manuscript previously and that he drove the car because of the letter. So if you don't believe the letter at all, then maybe he didn't do those things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she could be doing that to cover her ass, which like, not saying I don't believe that Jeremy drove the car into a tree. But if I had found out that my wife killed our two kids, and then like wrote all about it, I feel like I would be more successful in killing my wife. I'm just saying. And then also, the fact that Verity wrote the letter after she knew that Lowen had the manuscript because she says in the letter, like, oh, I know that that your little girlfriend is, found the manuscript and she's reading it. Yeah. And then my last point is the whole thing with Harper and crew in the boat. Yeah. Because Verity admits to telling crew to hold his breath. And she says... She she tells Jeremy, oh, because I knew that Harper could swim. And she says in the letter, because I knew that Harper could swim. But they both say at other times in the book that Crew and Verity both knew that Harper couldn't swim. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? So, like, she tried to cover herself mm-hmm. by being like, no, 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 I knew that Harper would be safe because she knew how to swim. But it, to me, it makes more sense what happens in the manuscript, especially the way that Jeremy confronted her about yeah, it and I said like that. why'd you tell crew to hold his breath or whatever mm-hmm. which so let's get into this bonus chapter because i have some thoughts about crew yes please please share please let's get this into it. kid <laughs> is 100 percent, and we shouldn't be surprised judging from the family he's coming judging from the family he came from and the psychotic things that they've done but he's a future psychopath um crew yes is 100% going to be the next Ted Bundy. Like, he is just going to kill some people. I mean, 
can you blame him? No. No. And the extra chapter is basically just proof that being in this family makes you lose your damn mind. Like, like because Lowen is slowly losing her mind, actually not slowly, pretty quickly losing her mind and like trying to get into Lowen's head. And I mean, trying to get into Verity's head and like always comparing herself and all this stuff. So she's slowly losing her mind. Crew, the boy needs therapy. When, when Jeremy asked Lowen, should I take him back to therapy? I'm screaming at the book. Yes, 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 yes. He needs it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like I said, the evil that's in Jeremy just continues in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like he kills somebody else again, just to try to like protect their family. And it's like, Lowen needs to take this new baby, which by the way, she, of course she gets pregnant. Of course. Another baby. Of course. Cause we need, we need more mess in yes. this book. She needs to take this baby and get the fuck out. She needs Literally. to run. She needs to run because if Jeremy doesn't kill her, <laughs> crew's going to kill her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. But also, <laughs> I still do not understand why he killed this woman. Like, I, I get why why he rationalized it, but did they think they were going to keep their relationship a secret I, forever? They literally exactly. thought they were never going to be seen in public together. He has gone through all this tragedy. She's the face of, well, not the face of, because she's like saying that she's not, you know, going to do any public whatever speaking stuff, but she's an author. You guys are not, you're living in spotlight type lives. And then they're just pretending like they're going to be able to keep this secret forever. Why would it be that surprising for Verity to die in her sleep with the condition that everyone believed that she had? Because it's the fear of judgment that the two of them has started an affair while Verity was dying. And it's like, girl, get over it. Like people yeah, do this shit on the you daily. Did it. Also- you deserve the judgment because you did it. Yeah, like clearly they both have these guilty consciences and, you know, it's understandable. I get it. But did it need to, you know, did this woman's life need to end just because yeah. you guys feel shitty about the affair that you had and now there's a baby? Like, it, like listen, this stuff happens every day. People cheat on people. People get mm-hmm. pregnant. They're not supposed to. So, like, it just it is what it is. You just got yes. to live with it. You made but a mistake. Just, whatever. They made it. The rationalization of if someone sees us together, they're going to look into Verity's death. When Which really, is not going to happen. Exactly, exactly. When really, the real reason is exactly what you just said. They don't want to be judged and look like they were having an affair when Verity was bedridden and you know couldn't even feed herself applesauce. But and I just, I, it was just. I mean, I think we can both agree the extra chapter didn't do much for me. But wait, because the part of the of the bonus chapter that really really got to me and proves to me even more that jeremy is a psycho oh god and like i'm obviously we know this i'm recently pregnant i'm Mm -hmm. just pregnant with my first child and if my husband ever asked to do this i would immediately ask for a divorce he's like can i drink the breast milk and i'm like why (laughs) why 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 and he just literally is like let me just suckle like let me just mm, let me just get in there and i'm like no no i'm like please don't do that and i'm like no this guy's so psycho this guy's so so screwed in the head where this chapter kind of started to ruin the book for me like it turned into a weird romance book 
because yeah. like you know that would happen in some weird ass dark spicy like I'm just gonna suckle at your breasts and then we're gonna have sex at like no 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 thank yeah. you and she was like all about it like which like <laughs> and again I feel like almost I actually almost as we're discussing this maybe these two are meant for each other because Lowen is all about Jeremy and his fucked up tendencies yes but she is obviously too vanilla for him and mm-hmm. she's very self-conscious about it and she's like i just don't know why we're not having sex where i need to bite down on the headboard and he's like she's like we're just we're making love and it's just not enough and i'm like girl <laughs> i know she does not want a normal relationship she's like jeremy cannot handle a normal relationship because he is twisted as hell which is true yeah, it is. So, anyways, that's Verity by Colleen Hoover. That's what that book is. That's what I mean, that it's, is. it was good. It it was good. I'm not gonna. We can. It, the The book was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The first time I read it, I gave it a three three point five out of five. I reread it, and I was like, you know what? I gotta bump this up to a four mm-hmm. because while it was messy, I think it's the manuscript that really got me. That was my favorite part of the entire book was the manuscript because. Call me what I am, but I like dark books. I mm-hmm. like to read dark books. Like, I like dark romance. You know, I like, we like thrillers. <laughs> I like to read about, you know, murder and all this. So reading something that dark from someone's perspective was, it was, I liked it. I enjoyed it. And I think that's why I end up bumping up my rating because I think that it was, it was good. I think that the, the manuscript really stole the, the show for me in this book. I completely agree. I also am giving it a four, but without the bonus chapter we're pretending the bonus oh chapter no. doesn't exist we're gonna yeah that's just that's just yeah. erasing it from my memory we're giving original version a four and i actually i mean i found it very creepy like i felt i obviously the psychological psychological thriller part is what i'm there for same as mm-hmm. you like i that's one of my favorite genres but just the image of them like hooking up and looking up at the top of the stairs and Verity is just standing there. Like I got the chilies. I was like, this, oh, is, I know. this is creepy. And then I also love how it wasn't just a normal twist like you get in most thrillers, but it actually made you doubt everything that you had read. And it sparks this huge debate. Like you said, mm-hmm. now that it has, you know, blown up on TikTok, everyone is talking about team letter versus team manuscript. Like, the fact that a book that may not be a five-star book, best book ever written, can create all of this discussion and all of this like back and forth about it is actually really impressive. And I just like her way of writing. This was my first book by her. I like that she doesn't try to use like obscure words or spend a whole chapter describing something. Like she's straight to the point and her books are fast paced and just like jam packed with character development, which is what I personally prefer when I'm reading thrillers. Yeah, I agree. I think it really speaks to her talent as an author and her, her writing style. Mm-hmm. So I, it was also my first Colleen Hoover book, which, which is like not weird, but then you read her other books. You're like, Oh, like this was literally like just like a shot in the dark for her, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it worked out for her she, in she the long it. run. Yeah. She blew up, <clears throat> became the sensation and Verity definitely was a big reason for that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just got to take the shot. And now people who are mostly into thrillers are reading her other books. 
and are getting into a different genre that they necessarily wouldn't have before, me included. I mean, I always liked romance books, but I would never choose one over a thriller. But yeah. I'm like, I'm going to read anything that Colleen Hoover writes because I do like her way of writing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think for me, you know, for you, it was book talk. Mm-hmm. For me, it was bookstagram. Mm-hmm. You know, we we find these new communities and it just really opens up your eyes to all yeah. this other stuff that's out there. Because we were in a book club. Well, we are in a book club. But our book club is heavily focused on true crime, thrillers, mysteries. And so that was all I read for years. Mm-hmm. For the last couple of years, I never really went outside the box. And now that I've joined bookstagram, I'm reading everything. I'm reading historical fiction. I'm reading fantasy. I'm reading romance. I'm reading, you know, YA novels again. So it's it's great to like, you know, open up my mind to all the stuff that's out there because God, there's so many good books. It's overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. <laughs> and I almost wish that that didn't happen. That I, I know. wasn't interested in all these different genres because recently I've been doing the same thing. Like I've been getting so much more into horror books because I'm like, I'm obsessed with horror movies. Why am I not reading horror books? And yeah. then Book Talk has just given me, oh, I don't know, a hundred extra books to add to my Goodreads. And I'm uh-huh. like, this is awful. <laughs> I know. It's it's wild, but I love it. And I love yeah. that books are kind of having this fantastic comeback. Because yeah. it's it's great. It's great. Reading is great. And if my kid doesn't like to read, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> All right. So there's no movie or TV show for Verity. But if there were... We're going to cast Lowen. We're going to cast Jeremy. We're going to cast Verity. So Lowen, for me, I think Elle Fanning would be a good choice for her. Oh, okay. That never even... Not like the great and the show, the great Elle Fanning, because she's a a bomb-ass bitch in that show, Mm -hmm. but more like the meek, kind of like Maleficent when she was the princess in that movie. You know what I mean? The meek, you know, kind of like timid character. And she was in that um, that docu series about Michelle Carter. Yes, which I'm kind of picturing that because she was super weird and twisted in that. But also, there you go. Naive. I actually haven't watched that yet, but I completely understand that. Wow, that's a good one, and not one mm-hmm. that I saw because obviously everyone has an opinion on who should be yeah cast in this. I went with Dakota Johnson. From okay, that's 50 a good Shades one too. Because she has that whole look of just like confusion sometimes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just like, oh, I can't believe I got myself into this situation. <laughs> and, and she's just so good at that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I agree with that. And that's actually funny you say that because my, my Jeremy is Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Okay. See, I I think he's he would definitely be a good person fit for that i said richard madden who's um oh my god rob Stark. yeah the only thing is i don't feel like and this is me sounding bitchy like he's not tall enough but they kind of made it seem like jeremy was hot but not that hot like he yeah, wasn't I, like I can see that yeah so i'm like i could see how richard madden and jamie jordan kind of are like they're hot because they have the money and the resources to look really hot. Yeah. And I saw feel like on the street, you'd just be like, Oh, they're attractive, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like I can see Jamie Dornan being a character that could snap at any second. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could see that too. He does have something dark behind the eyes. Yeah. Uh, Verity. I went with Evan Rachel Wood. 
That is an obscure pick. I like that a lot. I think, you know, I watch Westworld. I love Westworld. And the character that she plays on Westworld kind of has these Verity vibes. Mm Because, you know, the character in that TV show is, she starts off, you know, she has multiple personalities. And I think that Verity has multiple personalities. Oh, absolutely. Wow, that yeah, that's a good one. And True Blood, you know, you think of her in True Blood. She's mm-hmm. plays this queen. So I think she has the ability to play these characters that need to be timid when they need to be, but mm-hmm. are fierce when they have to be. Yeah, she could definitely play either side of that. Yeah. Like just the normal normal mom or like the absolutely crazy something is stirring beneath her. Uh-huh. Okay, I picked uh Victoria Pedretti from you oh that's a good choice too because she also knows how to play (laughs) a crazy character she's honestly becoming one of my favorite actresses oh my god i loved her in the haunting series both of them yes she's fantastic in you so and i think she's up and coming and i Mm -hmm. hope that she just is successful she has a a lot of range and that's why i feel like she would be really good for this too because i could see her as like the loving mom but then i could also see her killing a child you know what i mean <laughs> oh if you watch you she could definitely kill yes, a child exactly which exactly. is terrible to say i'm so sorry but oh man i would watch both i would watch both versions of that mm-hmm. absolutely i really would those are great choices it's so, i like that i wonder how they ever would make because like i feel like this would be a perfect thing to make into a movie because it's so popular yeah. but how do you do all of that without just showing someone sitting and reading a manuscript and then finding the letter. It would be tricky. It would probably, I would assume, be like someone narrating the manuscript and the manuscript is being acted out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. I I think it would be, I mean, obviously, I would love to see that happen. But Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we haven't thought of a cool send-off yet. We'll get there. It'll be something cool and quirky about, you know... Whatever. I can't even think of anything right now. <laughs> but eventually, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. We have many more to come. Our next one is going to be another thriller book. We won't tell you what it is yet. Uh, if you want to find out, you can follow us on Instagram at fullybookedcalfpod, C-A-F-F-P-O-D. And there we'll be posting about future episodes. We're eventually going to post some bonus content. We're just starting out here. So, but we have lots of ideas and things we want to talk about. Uh, Obviously, like, subscribe, and download our episodes on Spotify. Eventually, we're going to try to upload to more platforms. Like I said, this is our first go around, but we're hoping it's going to be fun. I really enjoy doing this. (laughs) Yeah, and we hope that you all enjoyed listening and that you will continue to discuss with us because we could talk about books all day, every day. Absolutely. There's... If you've seen my TBR cart, I could do a million episodes because <laughs> exactly. it's overwhelming. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in two weeks. See you next time. Bye.